Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders Podcast. We are continuing on a real estate theme and just based on what is ahead, those of you that have been part of the webinars we've done or part of the real estate workshop that we've done recently, you know that we are at a time that it is getting um, to the point with the market that is the opportunity to purchase that Billy has been talking about for the last 18 months. A matter of fact, on a recent podcast that he did with Lance, he was talking about really seeing the peak opportunity is going to be in the spring of 2024. So now is the time to prepare. And I can tell you in some markets, the opportunity is now. There is a lot of uh, markets that are seeing drops in prices. They're seeing uh, more properties come on the market. And just a reminder that this is an opportunity for that transfer of wealth that God shares with us in the Bible. And practically, it is in articles that are being done in the secular world as well, because there is an incredible transfer of money that is going from the baby boomers to the next generation. So Wealth Builders is all about making sense of making money for making a difference. And we uh, also have shared with you that uh, we're just like the tribe of Issachar, that we know the times and the seasons, and we know what to do. And so in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you some practical things that you can do so when the opportunity comes about for you to start purchasing property, you've got some key things in what we call your arsenal, right? That's going to help you to acquire properties uh, and really help other people at the same time. So here we go. We're going to talk about three key ways that's going to help you to thrive in this amazing opportunity just ahead. Just a little encouragement here. I know there's a lot of threat of recession. Uh, Billy did a podcast recently, um, or actually I think it was a webinar, that is Something's Got to Give. And if you haven't watched that, go out to Billy Epperhart. Heart's YouTube channel and watch it because he describes why there is so much going on in the markets today that something has to give. And in that, while uh, the world is trying to get us to be afraid of that, what we're trying to help you understand and what Billy is describing in that webinar is that this is a time for you and I as children of God to step into the opportunity that is being created for us to acquire that generational wealth, that legacy wealth, that uh, the funds, the wealth that we can do according to Deuteronomy 8.18 uh, to further the purposes of the kingdom of God, okay? And so here we go. These are practical things for you to apply. Number one, when you are looking at purchasing a property, 
You want to understand the situation of the seller. That's something that Billy has said for absolutely years. And I had to hear multiple times to understand what he was saying. But this is really important because if you don't know what the situation of the seller is, how do you know how to best negotiate or how do you know how to best help them, right? Because we can go into a situation where we think, well, with this, this property, the most important thing is going to be price, right? But maybe as we dig into it and we realize, uh, no, actually in this situation, they need the money now. So the best thing I can do is try to put together a quick close, uh, or situation we've, we've purchased properties that are in an estate situation. And it's very important to know, like the sellers are the family members, okay? And uh, their their mom recently passed away, which was the case with one of our properties. And so understanding the situation of the seller with that, it actually helped us to be very patient on the seller side. Let me explain something to you uh, that we went through, which will help you to understand this. So when we put in an offer on the property, we understood the situation of the seller, just like what I'm describing and knowing it was an estate and knowing that it was siblings coming together to sell when we ran into title issues. Okay. We were able to just be patient and walk it through because we knew that these kids wanted to sell the house and they wanted to get their money out. So if we were going to run into issues, we knew that they were motivated to solve those title issues. And we knew too, that we were in a position that uh, we could actually stand pretty strong as the buyer of that property. So understanding the situation of the seller. Now you might say, Karen, but how do I find out about the situation? I'm going to share with you some practical ways that you can learn the situation of the seller. Research what the seller bought the home for and when. You can do this really easily by going to realtor.com. Matter of fact, we do this all the time. Or if we're on Zillow and we're looking at a property, one of the first things we want to know is how much did they buy this property for and when. And so you can go in those um, apps and then you can go into property information and it will tell you when they bought the property and for how much. Um, and that is very helpful, especially in this market. We're seeing that uh, one thing, this is a little rabbit trail here, but one of the things that has encouraged us to kind of be brave and bold in this market, despite what you know the world is saying about the um, economic situation, we've looked at properties and the ones that have purchased them in 2008, 2009, 2010, they have in most cases doubled in value, if not tripled. And that is what we are headed into. Okay. But on a seller side, that helps me know too, that they are asking for the increase in most situations based on the appreciation of the market, but they don't actually have the cash in that they might lose. Okay. If they sold it at a lower price. Okay, another one um, in there, it can often share show you if they've tried to sell it before and for how much. 
Um, I recently shared this story of Laura, who's one of our advanced real estate coaching clients. And she, when they first bought their house in the Denver area, she was looking at it and, and doing what I'm describing here. And she noticed that they had tried to sell the house two or three times before without any success. So when you look at the history of that, she saw that, okay, I'm just making up these numbers, but it'll help you put in perspective. She saw that they were asking $1.2 million today. But just 15 months ago, they had it on the market for $975,000 and they were willing to sell it for that. And there was no money that was put into the property. So basically they're just trying to get a higher amount based on appreciation. And that's fine. That's what we do as well. But in that, and her real estate agent was resistant to it, but but praise the Lord, she was insistent on it. She said, no, we're going to put in a an offer and we're going to hold at this amount because looking at the history, they were willing to sell for that amount less than two years ago. And lo and behold, they got the home for that price, stunned their real estate agent. But because they had, had done what we're talking about here, they were able to walk into a home and get it for over $200,000 less than what they were asking. And um, a lot of times too, when you're in that situation, what Levi does is when he puts an offer in on a property and it's lower then what they are asking by quite a bit, he will always come in and, and, and substantiate it. He will explain why they're coming in at the price that they're coming in. And that is something too, that you're not trying to insult the seller. You're actually describing to them practical reasons why you're offering less. And what we've noticed and what I would encourage you as an opportunity uh, now is that even though people are asking top dollar in many situations, they're accepting much lower. Their head is still thinking prices are where they have been the last two and three years at the two and 3% interest rates, but they're not. So they're still trying to get those amounts, but if it's not a pristine property, um, you know, for whatever reason, this is a great time to go in and offer less when, uh, you know, other people are either stepping out, waiting for prices to fall, or they don't realize that the consumer sentiment is still high, but in reality, they're able to purchase for lower. Uh, so we talk about this all the time in, in coaching and we help people to um, really look at what they should come in and offer based on the numbers right? So that things work. And then in that you realize that eventually the rates will go back down and then we can do a refinance. And if we've gone in with our minimum cash flow that we share with you in that program, uh, and you're able to refinance when interest rates go down, that only improves your position. So anyway, lots to go over here on this. Uh, all right. Research the mortgage amount owed on the home. This is really important too. And I know in many cases, your real estate agent can locate this information or you can do a quick O&E. That's what Billy does when he goes in with an offer. He looks at all the encumbrances that are on the property. You can do that through a title company or you can do some research on the county website. And then you know how much they owe so that you're not putting them in a negative cash position, realizing that that's probably not going to happen. Uh, have your real estate agent ask questions like, hey, why are they selling? Is there anything that'd be helpful to know about the property in the sale? 
I really like this. This is part of why you want a real estate agent that has relationships with other agents and is not in a position to kind of, you know, be that combative real estate agent, but that one that's coming along and just reminding everybody, hey, our goal here is to bring these two parties to the closing table. But oftentimes the, the selling real estate agent, they won't breach privacy, of course, but they're able to give you a little information that might help you in positioning your offer in the best way. Pick up clues in the pictures and in the home. Oh my goodness. We had so much fun. You guys heard of, have heard about this too. We had Billy and Becky in Florida. This is a story where he said they were going to go to dinner with us. And I had like 10 properties that I was, I had all the reports on printouts to go look at. Well, one of them, uh, I was walking with Becky and, oh, she had such great information. So we were walking through the house and she was just kind of teaching me like, you know, well, what did you notice about the situation of the seller? And so I was describing some things and she said, well, I noticed that this is a single dad and he probably has his kids there just on the weekends or part-time. And I was like, wow, how did you know that? She said, well, the closet just had guys clothes in it and there were kids bedrooms, but you could tell that they weren't there full time, meaning there wasn't a ton of stuff in the room. It was somewhat decorated. Uh, and so it's like, potentially this is a divorce situation. Um, you know, and if we would have pursued that, we would have looked for, for a little bit more information on that so we could help him in his situation, but also come in with an offer that put us in a good position. So I thought that was really interesting. And then it's important to you to check the county records. Who owns the home? Is it that estate? Is it an LS, LLC, which would tell you it's probably an investor? Um, is it, uh, you know, in a personal name? That just helps you on how to approach it. And again, steps forward into understanding the situation of the seller. Okay, uh, here is the second one that I want to um, give you as a way to a little gain an edge, you might say, in this market, is to network with other real estate investors. Uh, this is something that we realized through Wealth Builders is extremely important with our coaching clients is to create opportunities for them to network together. Because what we're finding is that they'll, uh, they'll either join us in the markets that we're investing in, and then we can share our contacts and understanding of, you know, who's good to do what. Um, and, and we have a lot of our real estate uh, coaching clients that they start to invest in other areas. For example, we've got some that are investing in Indiana. We've got some that are investing in Ohio, some that are in Oklahoma. And when you network and we provide that opportunity with the coaching clients, you're not only going to learn from each other, but you're also able to, um, you know, if you've got a deal that you can't close on because you've got too much happening, you're able to talk to the other investors and say, hey, I can't close on this right now, but would you like to purchase it? And they can wholesale it to them. So here's some things that are benefits as far as uh, networking with other real estate investors. And again, this is a lot of why wealth builders exist with the coaching client or coaching clients, coaching program in particular, but also why we built in networking opportunities at our events uh, so that if an investor finds a deal, just like I mentioned, they can't handle right now, they can wholesale it to you and I below market. We just closed on a deal like this. 
Uh, we can share key contacts in the industry to help each other through relationships. One of the recent things that we learned is that there is a 40-year mortgage available for investors that is interest only for the first 10 years. And this is super helpful for people in particular that are gearing up for vacation rentals. Because when we share on that, you don't get your money right away like a buy and hold. You have to build your business a bit. So if you're able to not bleed payment money at the beginning and invest in building your business, getting your um you know, your reviews up, getting it staged right and equipped. It's really a benefit. And we learned that through networking with each other. You can talk to other investors in the neighborhood working on projects. We do this a lot. Uh, matter of fact, one of the, the properties that we just visited for those in the advanced real estate coaching group in Cocoa Beach that we're working on, uh, we purchased a property right next to another investor and his name is Adam. And we have conversed with him as general contractor and learned a ton about the area. And in particular, the way that some of the, the city um, inspections work, that was very, very helpful for us and helped us to really uh, do things right, right from the beginning, because they helped us to understand some of the things that maybe they had walked through. You can share funding sources, as I mentioned, in the products that are available. You can learn about city guidelines, market insights from each other. And just a reminder that Wealth Builders is all about this, particularly we have the opportunity to do this in our real estate coaching. Okay, here's a third item that I'm going to cover today, and this is really on the sell side. So when we go in and we purchase a property, we use the situation of the seller, we leverage investor uh, relationships. When it comes to that time that we're ready to sell, we want to present our property to the ideal buyer with the end result in mind. Do you know, this is something that you apply that is really marketing. When you look at your property, you want to understand your ideal target market for the sale of that. In other words, your customer segment, those of you that have listened to us on the BMGC. So here's some things that I would encourage you to do that's going to help you when it does come to that time where you want to rent out the property, you want to have a thriving vacation rental, right? Uh, or you want to sell the property. Maybe it's a flip or maybe it's something you've held on to just for a couple of years and you want to move into another market. Uh, but you, you first, you want to determine your exit strategies and how the property will best cash flow. Now that's something we encourage you to do on the front end. Okay. When you purchase a property, knowing what the variances in the market, what they could look like over the next few months, I really encourage you and we as a team, Billy and Becky, to look at multiple exit strategies. If you can have at least two exit strategies when you go in, you'll be able to ride through the market if there's any fluctuations. For example, if I'm looking at a flip, I would not want my only exit strategy to be a flip because if the market goes down, I'm going to, you know, potentially lose money or at least take a lot less for that property than I would once the interest rates go down and the market rebounds. So when I go in to purchase a flip property, I want to know that it's going to work in at least one other way. So I'll analyze it based on a flip, of course, and then build in some numbers. We, we teach you how to do that uh, and walk you through that in, in the coaching and in the real 
Estate Masterclass. We've got good information on that too, 70% rule, for example. So that'd be a great option for many of you. Um, and if you want to learn more about that, it is at uh, wealthbuilders.org forward slash masterclass. And um, anyway, I was going to tell you more about that. I'll save that to the end. I want to make sure I get these points in. Uh, so I want to look at it to uh, calculate my flip, okay, and build in maybe a drop in the market just to make sure I'm running my numbers well. And then I also want it to work um, ideally in a buy and hold situation or a vacation rental situation. But oftentimes you you won't get all three in a market. You might It might be a good flip market. And then maybe you look at it that if I rented it out, what would that look like? And be prepared so that you can analyze the market and you can move into one of those other exit strategies as needed. One of the things that I, I learned this the hard way, and you don't need to learn it the hard way. I just didn't know what I was doing. But um, with my home, I had an executive home in Minnesota when Levi got called to go to Bible college, I kind of dropped everything to move out there with him. I didn't know any of this. And so the only thing I knew to do was to rent out my property, which I did. And it worked out quite well for the first uh, like two and a half to three years. And then I had decided that I wanted to sell the property but I didn't properly analyze the market at that time. Again, you know, we learn things a hard way that we share and we can teach you. So somehow in God's grace, right, and his mercy is probably a better way to describe it. Uh, he helped me to understand that it wasn't going to help me to sell the property at a loss because it was at a dip in the prices. And um, it wasn't a good, I learned the hard way as well. It was not a good rental market. So I actually rented it out to someone that had bad credit. They trashed the place, right? And if I would have listened to a podcast like this at that time, I wouldn't have had to go through that. But eventually I rehabbed it. And then somehow I just uh, contacted this guy that does vacation rentals. I had heard about vacation rentals. And so I contacted him and sure enough, the market was really good for vacation rentals. Now, if I would have learned to look in that direction, you know, three years earlier or two years earlier before my house was trashed, I would have had a much easier go of things and I would not have sustained the financial loss and struggles that I did during that time. Um, but God takes those things and makes it for our good, right? He's making up for it right now. But in this, I'm just saying that that when you go in to a property and you are buying it and you think it might be a flip or a vacation rental, ideally, or buy and hold, it's going to impact the finishes or how you approach it. So to know that at the beginning and gear towards that, when it is time to either rent it out, vacation rental it, or look at doing a flip, you have prepared things well for that exit strategy. So that's something on the front end you can do to get top dollar in any of those exit strategies on the back end. Okay. Calculate your best ARV, which is after repair value and research properties in that range to determine what are the hot items your customer segments are looking for in that price range. So we do that all the time. Lots of training uh, on this. We cover this at the workshops and in the other areas too, is um, you can easily learn. I'll just use vacation rentals as an example. 
What are the hot things to put in your property that people are searching for? So if you go to, for example, the Airbnb app and you are on there as a host, it will tell you in your region the top things people are looking for. So in our area in Cocoa Beach, the top three things are children-friendly, a pool, and infant-friendly. Isn't that interesting? So um, we have begun to incorporate that into the language to have little things that when appropriate with the properties that we can uh, put in, in there that would make it able to say infant friendly or children friendly. And then we're looking into something called these cowboy pools that are, uh, cause putting in a pool, you know, is over 50 grand. We just put one in, in one of our properties and it's amazing, but some of our properties to put a capital expenditure of $50,000 for a pool just doesn't make sense. So we've researched and found these cowboy pools that we can still say is a pool. Why are we doing that? Because it's a top search item. So if you know that in the process of your rehabs, you know what to do that is going to help position you to get top dollar in any of your exit strategies. This situation example is vacation rentals. Complete your finishes and updates that hit the sweet spot. Uh, one of the things that we saw here in South Lake when we put our house on the market is that updated kitchens and um, updated colors, updated master bedroom, master bath was really important. So we didn't update everything, although we did paint. But because I researched this, I put ourselves in the best position to, to attract a seller by studying what the sweet spot or hot spots were, looking at properties that were going under contract versus properties that were sitting out there not selling. Take amazing photos. It's important we do that because the way that people shop our properties, whether it is a buy and hold, whether it is a flip or a for sale, whether it's a vacation rental, is how they see the photos. You won't even get a showing unless you're presenting your home in a positive light online. And then write effective descriptions and leverage SEO in your marketing. There are um, AI programs actually that are available right now that allow you to put your information in and they'll kick back out to you like they do all the heavy lifting of the description, then you just go in and tweak. And it's, it's really powerful. I'm not one that dives into that, but my daughter-in-law Carly is really good at it. So I had her do that for us on her South Lake property. She did, does it for us on her vacation rentals. We switch out those subtitles and it really works. You're able to really get the hot spots and draw people in uh, based on what they're thinking about right now, what's important to them right now in that search. All right. So, um, I hope this has been helpful for you. Uh, we are just so excited about all of you that have been and are being a part of our real estate workshops, our real estate coaching programs. And I do want to remind you that we have got a brand new real estate masterclass that is available. It is over 10 courses. You guys, it's amazing. We've got Billy on there, Bill Bronchek, Frank, Mike, I teach sessions, it is a very strong course and we've got a special price for you right now um, that is only going to last until I believe it's the first week of November. You can get the masterclass for $4.97 and then the price is going to go up. We just, 
We offered a special at the beginning because it's brand new. And that also includes a monthly live masterclass session with the coaches. So to learn more about that, go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash masterclass. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we just love and appreciate you. Billy and Becky pray for you each and every day. You are truly our Wealth Builders family. So God bless you and make it a great rest of the day. Bye-bye. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. You want to learn more about who we are? Visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.